with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. As harvest season quickly approaches, Iowans are reminded to practice safety around grain bins and grain handling equipment. There were nine reported grain entrapments in Iowa in 2022, more than any other state. Agricultural confined space-related cases of injuries and fatalities saw a dramatic rise in 2022, including grain entrapment cases, which rose nearly 45%. Nearly all of these cases involve grain flow issues due to grain spoilage, which means that improved grain management could help. For more information, go to extension.iastate.edu. Again, that's extension.iastate.edu. Monday, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed a proclamation relating to the weight limits and transportation of grain, fertilizer, and manure. The proclamation is effective immediately continues through October 11th. The proclamation allows vehicles transporting corn, soybeans, hay, straw, silage, stover, fertilizer, and manure to be overweight without a permit for the duration of the proclamation. Corn in the dent stage or beyond was 90% this week in Iowa. That's six days ahead of last year and eight days ahead of the five-year average. 38% of the state's corn crop has reached maturity, one week ahead of last year and six days ahead of normal. The latest Iowa crop report from the USDA shows the corn condition declined three percentage points to 46%, good to excellent. Soybeans coloring or beyond reached 67%, six days ahead of last year and five days ahead of the average. Soybeans dropping leaves was 25% this week, one week ahead of last year and three days ahead of normal. Soybean condition fell five percentage points to 44%, good to excellent. South Dakota regulators have denied a permit application for a proposed carbon dioxide pipeline project. Monday's vote dealt a fresh setback to Summit Carbon Solutions for its proposed pipeline network across five states. The proposed network would carry carbon dioxide emissions for more than 30 Midwest ethanol plants for permitted storage underground in North Dakota. North Dakota regulators last month denied a siting permit for the proposed uh, leg there. Summit has asked North Dakota to reconsider and intends to refile its permit application in South Dakota. Elsewhere, Minnesota regulators last month voted to conduct an environmental review for a segment there of the proposed $5.5 billion, 2,000-mile pipeline network. A coalition of civil society groups is seeking to force the Environmental Protection Agency to strengthen its regulation of large livestock operations that release pollutants into waterways. Food and Water Watch and a dozen other environmental and community groups filed a lawsuit Friday in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The suit comes nearly a month after the EPA denied two petitions from the groups that sought tighter oversight of the largest U.S. hog, cattle, and chicken operations. The EPA said in an August 15th response to the groups that it would study its program for regulating livestock farms and existing pollution limits before deciding if it should change its regulations. On September 5th, 2022, about 3.30 in the morning, a southbound Union Pacific train hauling mixed freight derailed in Franklin County on a bridge between Chapin and Hampton. No injuries were reported. As a result of the derailment, some asphalt spilled into Otter Creek. 
and a new bridge had to be constructed. Union Pacific officials tell Radio On The Go News that an investigation determined that excessive buff forces in the train or when a train is braking, it's the force that causes cars to bunch together, lifted a light car off the rails, causing the accident. In addition, Union Pacific reviewed the incident to improve their operations moving forward and decided to reduce the speed limit for similar trains on this route to prevent it from happening again. The speed limit is now 40 miles per hour. A University of Iowa Medical School graduate who's now a national spokesman for the American Lung Association is urging Iowans to get an array of vaccinations this fall to protect themselves from the flu, RSV, and a resurgence of COVID-19. Pulmonologist Dr. Jamie Rutland says flu cases spiked in Iowa last year compared to previous pandemic years as most people were no longer masking or keeping six feet away from others. So how severe will this flu season be? You are going to see influenza infection, but yeah, there's not social distance. There wasn't really social distance last year either. So I don't expect it to be a worse flu season when compared to last year. But I do expect individuals to be infected, and I also would like individuals to protect themselves, especially individuals who have risk factors for a severe disease. Flu vaccines are already available in Iowa, so he's hoping people will get their shots now so their immune systems are ready. That goes double for people who are uh, compromised by things like heart disease, lung disease, or diabetes. Individuals who have this overall inflammatory state in their body, so when they are infected, with a virus like influenza, it leads to an extreme amount of inflammation and it can lead to organ failures and things of that sort, which leads to a lot of hospitalizations and a lot of deaths that can be preventable with influenza vaccination. Rutland, who practices in his native, uh, native Southern California, says RSV is another big concern, especially as flu season approaches. And two RSV vaccines are now available primarily for people 60 and over. 100% of kids have had RSV by the time they're the age of two. But when you look at RSV and the infection of RSV, it leads to a lot of wheezing, coughing, mucus production, shortness of breath as well, just like influenza. And it's very important for individuals who have risk factors for severe disease of RSV to be vaccinated as well. Now, he says it's especially important for people who are at least 60 years old to get vaccinated for RSV. The CDC says COVID cases are rising again nationwide, and Rutland says for most people, a COVID booster is highly recommended this fall. We know that vaccination does protect against serious disease. And when you look at vaccination overall, you know, a lot of individuals are like, well, I can still get infected. Yeah, you could still get infected, but the vaccine point is to prevent your immune system from over-responding to the presence of the infection, which puts you in the hospital. The CDC estimates there were as many as 54 million flu cases nationwide last year and between 19 and 58,000 deaths due to the flu. Iowa health officials were reported 366 flu deaths statewide in 2021. Today, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors, or I should say yesterday, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors approved the County Safety Committee, the structure and program as suggested uh, to the county by their insurance company. The Hardin Supervisors amended the proposed committee to include Iowa District Court Judge John Haney as he oversees courthouse security for the Judicial District. In other business, the Hardin Supervisors approved a request from the Region 6 Housing Trust Fund for a cash contribution from the county for the program. 
Also, the Butler County Board of Supervisors today will consider a flu shot clinic, will consider a resolution for establishing new bridge postings, and will consider approval of a utility permit application from Butler County REC. Butler County Board of Supervisors meet today 9 a.m. at the courthouse in Allison. Tomorrow, the Ackley City Council will consider accepting the resignation of Police Chief Gerald Frick. Frick was hired about one year ago at an annual salary of $60,000. The Ackley Council will then discuss the police department. The Ackley City Council meets tomorrow at 7 p.m. at the Council Chambers. Also tomorrow, the IVCCD Board of Directors will consider a health care modernization recommendation, will consider a quote for workspace uh, furniture for an IT area, and will consider approval of a revised 2023 through 28 facilities master plan due to changes in board policies and guidelines. The IVCCD Board of Directors meet tomorrow at 4 p.m. in Marshalltown. Today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker program is Juan Homez. Juan is joining our On The Go Media as the host of our new weekly podcast featuring Radio On The Go News and Radio On The Go Sports translated into Spanish. This podcast will also contain new information pertinent to our Hispanic listeners. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker program airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ with archived programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 77 and the low of 46. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.